Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I use science, spirituality, and play to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, joy, and abundance. And I am so excited you're here. I'm so excited to share this episode with you all about taking inspired action versus convenient action. I am pumped about this topic. And one of the things that got me so pumped about this topic is watching an interview David Letterman did with Billie Eilish. And he was asking her about her process and like, how do you create songs? How do you come up with ideas? Are you just like kind of hammering it out in the studio all day? And she's like, no, the best ideas come out of nowhere. Yeah. The best ideas come out of nowhere. That is inspiration. The best stuff comes at the perfect time. It's the perfect thing arriving at the perfect time. Like what is that legal? So like we can go do other things. We can go, I think in her case, it was washing her car. We can go to the beach. We can play with friends. We can ride our bikes and ideas will come. Yes. We do not have to like work in quotes. Doesn't have to mean sitting at your computer on the struggle bus, trying to squeeze ideas out of you all day, every day. Mm, the best ideas come out of nowhere. So let's dive a whole lot deeper into this topic, shall we? You ready to play? Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. This, this is not the podcast I thought I was recording this week. I thought I was going to record an episode about using our words and that episode may still happen. But I wrote at the end of my notes for that episode, I had this brilliant idea, this inspired idea to record an episode about inspired timing versus convenient timing. And the universe would not leave it alone. It would not. It kept nudging me. Kelsey, this is what you need to talk about. You need to talk about this. It's like I'd look at the notes for the words one and nothing would come out. And then I'd look at the bottom of the page and I'd be like, I got to talk about that. And so here we are talking about inspired timing versus convenient timing. And I will tell you all about what inspired this episode I'm going to tell you some stories. I'm going to tell you how to recognize inspiration, how to actually follow inspiration. And then we're going to talk about the possibly big elephant in the room when it comes to timing. We're going to talk about procrastination. So you ready? You ready to to do this? Okay. So first of all, time, productivity, and shoulds are such bullies for our human society, right? Like we always feel like not always is not the right word. We often tend to feel like we are running out of time. We don't have enough time. We got We've got so many things. We've got calendars, we've got spreadsheets, all these things that have these little boxes. And though we're supposed to fit our days into these teeny tiny boxes. And if a box is empty, what do we do with that? Oh, we got to fit something in because we've got to be as productive as possible. In so many businesses, productivity is what's measured before happiness, before ease, before innovation, it's productivity. And what are the shoulds that get us in a bind here? There are things like you should be more efficient. You should be more effective. You should be more productive. Ah, you guys, maybe this is about 
less doing and more being. And this is permission to follow inspiration instead of convenience. And when I talk about convenience here, I'm talking about slotting things in to those holes in our days. I'm talking about doing things when it feels convenient to doing for when it feels convenient to do them, not when it feels inspired to do them. I am not talking about ease. I think the word convenience can be like, oh, it's super convenient to stop off at Goodwill on my way to the pool. Yes, that's also ease. That is not what I'm talking about right now. So let me back up and let me share this story that really brought this idea to the forefront for me this week. I have this piece of technology on my bike that is a big part of my training. And when it works well, I have these zones that I try and hit and it really helps me and my coach communicate about my training. It's another level beyond heart rate. And it's something I've been training with for a long time and something I really enjoy working with. And it is not working on my road bike. And so I've had on my list to call the company because I purchased this product because of this company's customer service. I've been with them for a long time, like I think more than 10 years, definitely more than 10 years. Anyway, this product, I haven't had quite as long. I've had maybe like five or six years and yeah. I went with it because their customer service is amazing. It is so ease-filled. It's fun. I've had these wonderful conversations with these people. I learned all sorts of random little factoids from them. It brings me joy and ease to work with them because it is a collaboration. And so, as I said, it's been on my list to call, but I haven't been inspired to do so. And then I had this experience this past week where something shifted in my schedule. And I was like, oh, I've got, I've got like 15 minutes right now. So why don't I just do that to cross it off the list? Are you hearing all the things I'm saying here? Like it was on my list, but I wasn't inspired to do it. Oh, I had this empty space in my day. Why don't I do that thing to cross it off the list? So this, when we want to do something to cross it off the list, That is absolutely positively not inspired action. In fact, it's action taken. I'm calling it convenient timing right now, but it's action taken to relieve pressure. In my case, I have an open crown center. And so I feel so much mental pressure. So I feel that pressure like, oh my God, that thing is still just like hovering over my head. I can relieve this pressure by crossing it off the list, by just freaking doing it right now. I'll feel the pressure like that. I'll make up a story that somebody else is waiting on me to do this thing. So I got to do it. I don't want to hold them up. I don't want to be the weakest link. I got to do this thing. Other people feel that pressure in their root. And then that pressure, well, I can't speak personally to what it feels like, but that is a different kind of pressure, a different kind of pressure that's really intense. And people with open roots just want to relieve that pressure. They'll do anything to get cross off everything on their to-do list. And then when they do that, they will add a whole new to-do list. People with crown pressure tend to cross it off the list and, ah, okay, that's gone. 
So anyway, I find this hole in my day and I'm like, I'm going to call them right now. Like super proud of myself, like yay adulting. And (laughs) this was not the experience I'd been hoping for. I told you, I love this company. I love them for their customer service. Every customer service conversation I have with them is at least moderately magical. It is fun. It is ease-filled. A few weeks ago, I talked to someone and the first thing she said is, hi, my name is Kelsey. And I was like, oh, my name is Kelsey. That's how you know when it's magic. This past week, it was not Kelsey and it was not magical at all. It was heavy. It was hard. It was, mm. okay. So the heaviness was on my end, like as in the process felt sticky and just like, Oh, this is not flowing. But also the energy of the customer service representative that I was speaking to was so heavy. And I like, how do you get out of that conversation? I kind of wanted to, there was, I, I was aware of what was happening early in the conversation. I guess I could have been like, sorry, cut out. Can't hear you. Got to go by. Um, but I did not do that. Instead, I just stuck through because, you know, adulting. All right. So the resolution that's in quotes of this call was that they asked me to record data for them to do this little maneuver on my bike computer to record more data for them and then upload it to them. Okay. I am not a technology person. I do. Oh, I did not like this concept at all. And the first thing that happens is they sent me, she's like, okay, I sent you the instructions on how to, how to record that data and how to upload it. And I click on the link And it says access denied. And I was like, yeah, exactly. This is heavy and hard. And okay. So I called them back and talked to a nice person who sent me, he actually screenshotted the instructions, got the instructions, but here's the other piece. I ride this bike once a week. So I was, I think I called on Tuesday and I'm like, so I'm going to record this data on Sunday and then I'm going to send it to you. And then you're going to tell me something's wrong. You're going to tell me that it's broken, which I already know. And then we're going to find a resolution to this. So this is like a really long process. And I've already been dealing with this since February. This again, where is the ease? The ease is in the inspiration, which was not what was driving Tuesday. So I, before my ride on Sunday, which happens to be today. So today I set up my my computer to record the data for them. And then I follow the instructions when I got home and plugged this my computer into my computer, which I'd never do. And then had to copy and paste a whole bunch of files and then compress the files. Again, I'm not a technology person. This is not my zone of genius. I have zero logic gates. I have no strategy. I have no specificity in my human design chart. I am designed to flow. So I try compressing the file. I follow the instructions and it said, oh, it was like the helper app can't be found. 
So then I Google what to do. What does this mean? And it tells me to do something which I tried and it did not work. And then somebody else said, oh, I had this problem and I tried five times and it, I kept getting this. And then I just tried to do it one more time and it worked. So I tried to do it one more time and it worked. And I sent the data off to them. And oh, I'm so glad that's over. Except that it isn't because it still isn't resolved on my end. I still can't train with this extra information. I have this very expensive technology on my bike right now that is making stuff up right now. And that is not helping me become fitter, stronger, and faster, which is the whole intention of this data. So that whole experience at like, you know, I'm like one minute into the conversation with a customer service rep and I was just like, huh, oh, I did this because it was a should. I did this to cross it off the list. I did it because I was like, oh, I'm going to be super productive and efficient and no one can play with me right now. And so <laughs> this, this is sounding very much like a four, six situation. So for all the four sixes out there, we're like, do you want to build a snowman? Do you want to build a snowman? No one wants to build a snowman. Okay, fine. I'll do the unfun thing. Now I'll do the call customer service. Mm. Okay. I learned my lesson and I will likely learn it again and again and again. And may you learn something from this. When we follow this convenient timing instead of inspired timing, it leads to heavy and hardness. And when things are heavy and hard, they are not for us. This is just, as I said, this episode just needs to come through me right now and come out to the world because the regularity with which this theme has been in my life this past week is hilarious to me. And I want to back it up and talk about an experience I had a few months ago. I wrote about, I wrote about this on my blog. If you're on my email list, you've probably read about it. But let me remind you. And if you're not on the email list, go get yourself on there. Go to KelseyAbbott.com and sign up please. Okay. So I decided that I needed a new hydration pack for running (laughs) and I started looking for one and it was heavy and hard. And then I was like, Oh, as a four, six, I'm supposed to learn things through my people. So I reached out to a friend of mine and was like, Hey, I remember you always shared these beautiful photos of you running in beautiful places with a hydration pack. We've talked about it before. You raved about it, said it was super comfortable. What one was it? What do you recommend? And she gave me a recommendation and I went shopping on the internet. And the things that she had recommended were either out of stock, no longer existed, or all the reviews were fairly negative. And again, I'm like tangled up. Excuse me. What am I supposed to do here? So I did what any stubborn person would do. And I decided, dag nabbit, I'm going to get myself this hydration pack because I supposedly need it. So I ordered a hydration pack and I followed all the size guidelines. And this hydration pack came and it was very small. It was very tiny. It was going to chafe the bejesus out of my armpits. And so I put it on, took it off put it right back in the box and sent it right back to the company. So it had been heavy and hard and 
it was, and I knew, I remember saying to Pete, that was heavy and hard. And yet I'm so stubborn that I was like, maybe just maybe I'll get lucky and something, the perfect thing will show up on our doorstep. The perfect thing did not show up on our doorstep. An armpit chafer showed up on our doorstep. So I ended up running with my old hydration pack. It was fine. It was totally fine until it wasn't. It was fine for like a month. And then it started chafing and it was fine though, because, you know, listen to the ridiculousness of this It's fine. Cause I could cover my back with body glide and I could cover those two massive chafing spots looked like I've been bitten by piranhas with band-aids and then they didn't hurt. And if I put my hair in pigtails, then the bottle didn't get stuck in my hair. And then if I took my earrings out, then the pigtails didn't wrap around my earrings. And so it was fine. Totally fine. I got this. And that's the mindset I was in when this email dropped into my inbox with the perfect hydration pack. It was actually from the company that I was, that made the company, the hydration pack I was currently using. So I knew the sizing, which by the way, there wasn't any sizing and they were advertising these pretty colors. This hydration pack then came, we've been running together for like a month, me and the hydration pack. We love each other and it's super pretty. I had tried to micromanage the universe. I tried to declare it's time to do this thing because here's the thing. I felt that the time to do this thing was coming. And so I tried to take action. I tried to be proactive. Mm. How'd that work out for you, Kelsey? Not so well. If I had run in that thing, I would have had very bloody armpits. The thought actually kind of makes me cry. So the lesson When you try to do things like quote unquote proactively because it's convenient, because it's efficient, because it would be super productive for you to do this thing right now, then it becomes heavy and hard. And this is the universe being like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do you think you make the world? And while we do co-create our reality, the universe is always guiding us to the perfect thing and the perfect time. And if it's not the perfect thing, like if it's an armpit chafing hydration pack, then it's not the perfect time. And if it's not the perfect time, then it's not the perfect thing. Like it was not the perfect time for me to call the bike technology company. And so it was absolutely not the perfect thing that came through. So we choose inspired action, please, instead of convenient action. So now, how, what, what does that even mean? What is inspired action? How do we recognize inspired action? Inspired action is that like, first of all, it comes out of nowhere. You have zero ideas. Then all of a sudden you have a brilliant idea. It's a nudge. It's like the, you're sitting on the couch typing something and then boom, this idea pops in your head. You pop off the couch and you go do this thing. It is, you can never explain an inspired action. It is just like, it would have been, Oh, I want to call that company right now. Do you hear the energy in my voice? Like that sounded happy instead of, Oh, I know I'll be a super responsible adult. This is the perfect time to do this thing. That's not, that's not the energy I want to put into the world. It's not the energy I want to be in me. It is not the energy with which to do anything. So I can hear you being like, okay, wait, but if I'm only supposed to act from inspired action, 
when am I going to do the laundry? Yes. How about this? Let's not make doing the laundry be a big thing. It can actually be an inspired action. Like just boom. Oh, it's time to start the laundry. It doesn't have to be like a big life-changing decision. It can be like, oh, I have a second to pop the laundry in right now. This is why we have both of these options, why we have time and why we have structure, why we have the desire to be productive because we do want to do things and why we also have the beingness, the ease-filled flow. We are here to experience life as a human in this earth school realm. So we have both of these things. If you got to get something done, you can get it done. And sometimes you got to get it done. So deadlines, if we work towards deadlines, are we working in an inspired fashion? Probably not. And yet the world creates a whole lot of deadlines for us. So how do we work through that? Do we just like sit on the couch and wait for inspiration? No, absolutely positively not. And a word on that. If you have an open crown, you do not get inspired from within yourself. You get inspiration from interacting with the world. So whether that's reading a book, watching a movie, getting out in nature, talking to other humans, you'll have no idea where the inspiration is going to come from, but it comes from outside you. People with a defined crown get inspiration from within. So if you put these people, (laughs) these defined crown people in a float tank, you know, a sensory deprivation tank, they will come out inspired. Someone with an open crown not so much, probably pretty much zero thoughts. They will come out super relaxed and it's it's good for everyone. But if you're looking for inspiration, don't go deprive yourself of external stimuli. You actually need those things. So recognizing inspiration, if it feels really good, that's inspiration. If it feels responsible. No, that's not inspiration. If it feels like something you should do or something that is just done, this is the way it's done it. This is the way we do it. This is the most efficient way to do it. This way just makes sense. Those, all of those decisions, they're coming from your head. Inspiration in, wait, let me rephrase that. Inspired action comes from your body. So if you have a defined crown, yes, the inspiration will come through your head and then it'll land in your body. And it's your body that will take the inspired action. If it comes from your head, if it's a should, a, this is the best way. This is the logical choice. This is not inspired action. Now, how do we actually do this? How do we actually maneuver in this human world, acting from inspiration. Step one, be willing to be a weirdo because our society is not set up for this. Our society is set up for convenient timing. Oh, you've got a hole in your schedule. Go do this thing. And wait, let me, let me also talk about if you've got, if I have a hole in my schedule next time I have a hole in my schedule and no one wants to play with me, I am going to ask myself, what do I want to do right now? 
what feels good in my body. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's staring at the ceiling for a little while. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's juggling. I have no idea. It will be unique every single time. But I will tell you that it wasn't. If I asked myself this past week, what do I want to do? It wouldn't have been, I want to call this company right now because it wasn't inspired. It was a total should. So how do we actually follow inspiration? We trust like a mofo. We trust ourselves. We trust our own unique intuition. We trust the universe and we trust the other person. So let's start at the end there with the trusting the other person. If you ever ask someone to do something and the quote unquote deadline is coming up, like you ask them to get something ready for you by Saturday and it's Friday night and that thing isn't ready and you kind of feel like you should nudge them and be like, Hey, are you going to do that thing? What happens if you trust? What happens if instead, if this person has been doing something for you, for years and they've never dropped the ball before. What happens if you just trust? I don't need it until tomorrow. It will be there at exactly the right time. What happens if you trust the other person to act from their inspiration instead of them doing convenient timing, instead of their following a should, instead of their responding to your pressure? You just trust that that person will do exactly what they said they did. Because why would you interact in this world with people who you don't actually trust? So if you trust this person, if you trust this person enough to ask them to do something for you in the first place, why wouldn't you trust them to actually do the the thing? And then we trust the universe. We trust that the universe is always supporting us. If it helps you to write this down, write down, I trust that the universe is always supporting me. You believe that you live in a friendly universe. You believe there's an Einstein quote, which I don't know. There are a lot of quotes attributed to Einstein. So this may or may not have been his, but I do think it was that every morning you get to choose if you live in a friendly universe or an unfriendly universe. I choose friendly every single day. You choose that everything is happening for you. Every single piece of the puzzle, you don't need to know how it is supporting you in this moment, because you might not know for years, for decades, you might not quote unquote, figure it out until you're done with our school. Everything is always happening for you. So we trust the other person, we trust the universe, and then we trust ourselves. We are all intuitive and we all have different brands of intuition, depending on our human design chart. And what is our authority in human design is the thing we are supposed to use to make the big decisions. For me, that's emotional authority. And emotional authority means listening to my emotions over, like somebody asked me to do something, I give it 24 hours of following my emotions, tracking my emotions. Does it feel good? Does it still feel good? Are the emotions sweet? Do I feel joy? Do I feel giddy when I think about that thing? Do I feel excited or do I feel like angry or icky or just like it? 
you know, some emotions, I don't think we really have words for. It's just so like, no, not this. <laughs> it was, I was just showing an image of pudding. So I guess like pudding for me is kind of like a, eh, no, thanks. Uh, and I'm picturing elementary school pudding. So anyway, I digress. Following my emotional waves uh, means some, I have an opportunity to do something and I say, thank you so much. I'll get back to you tomorrow. I follow my emotional wave. And I can't remember if I have shared this story on the podcast, but sometimes we'll wait. Our emotional wave is always happening for us. Our emotional authority is always working for us. It's actually how the universe works through us. The universe creates our emotions, puts the emotions in our body at the exact right time. It is our divine guidance. This is our superpower for those of us with emotional authority. So let's use it. So I had my first massively profound experience with my emotional authority and following emotional authority guidance came a few months ago. I guess it was the end of January when I had had a conversation. I had an interaction with my triathlon coach at the time, and I just felt a little frustrated and I went to bed 2 AM wide awake, furious. Like I am angry. And I do know that my emotional authority, the way I work with it is I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. I feel the anger. Thank you so much. Can I go back to sleep right now? And I'll, I'll dig into it in the morning. And I fell right back to sleep. And in the morning I'm like, yeah, I felt super angry last night and I'm not sure what it is. And again, my defined, defined G center is sometimes I need to talk things out to actually be able to hear it for myself and like feel it. And as I was talking, I just felt so squirmy in my body and so much just inner knowing came through. I was like, oh, that is the divine guidance to end this coaching relationship. And so I did. And, and then I hired a new coach who just happened to be the perfect coach for me. He's someone, I'm a 460, someone who was already in my life. He like is someone I've known for a really long time. And we're now February, March, April, May, like four months into this coaching relationship. And it is freaking awesome. I didn't realize how good it could be. The athlete coach relationship could be. I didn't realize how well, good isn't the right, how amazing it could be. And I didn't realize how good I could be. And this is all the result of following my emotional authority. And this is pretty strong evidence for me to be like, oh, oh, I'm going to keep following this. Breaking up with my former coach, not even on my radar at the time until that anger woke me up in the middle of the night. And I said, okay, I'll look at you tomorrow. And then I, it, it led me to let go of the good, to welcome in the great, no regrets. It's amazing. And now I'm seeing the other places where I'm being invited to experience this. We are, so if you're new here, we have a almost 15 week old puppy. His name is Zumi. And what do you do with puppies? You train them. And Pete and I both have some experience. We have some training experience and we trained our, our previous dog. And yet we also know this is not 
we are expertise. So we've been looking for trainers. And the first one we worked with, my emotional authority said, Mm-mm, this is not right. And then our neighbors had this really good experience with this trainer. They highly recommended her. And I actually reached out to the person and the whole process was heavy and hard. And then the next day, my emotional authority said, Mm-mm, this isn't for you. So again, I, I kind of wasn't, I didn't have to make a decision yet. And then my emotional authority came in and guided me. Guided sounds like a funny word. I feel like there should be a past tense of guided. It gave me. That is not a word. Guided. Anyway, so my emotional authority swooped in and was like, not this way. And part of me, the head part of me is like, but if she's not it, then who is? Are we really supposed to do this all by ourselves? Do you really trust yourself to do it all by yourself, Kelsey? Yes. Okay. We're going to do it all by ourselves until maybe forever, or maybe the perfect person is going to swoop in at the perfect time because like, it's not the perfect thing. If it's not the perfect time, it's also not the perfect person. If it's not the perfect time. Finally, let's talk about procrastination. This is like a dirty word, right? Like, are you procrastinating? What are you procrastinating? Oh, he or she is such a procrastinator. That's that word is hard for me to say. Procrastinator. What does it mean? It means that they don't do things right away. Why is that so bad? Why is that negative in our society? Because back to the beginning of this conversation, this conversation I'm having with you, but you're not actually saying anything back to me that I can hear right now. But back to the beginning where I said that time, productivity, and shoulds are such bullies in our society. We are expected to respond instantly. I mean, especially now with our relationship with our our, our devices with our computers, with our email, with our texting, with social media, all that stuff. It's like, Oh my God, they got my text. Why didn't they write back right away? We are expected to respond immediately. And those of us with emotional authority, this is one of the ways that we have to be willing to be a weirdo is to ask for, no, we are worthy of receiving that 24 hour window. I will get back to you tomorrow. I need to feel into this. There are times something has felt super exciting when I'm talking to the person. And then the next day I'm like, "Eh, no, that's not it. I'm not here to do things that are meh. I'm here to do things like, holy hell. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. That is what I'm here for. It's what you're here for too. So if I'm just taking my 24 hours that's not procrastination. That is divine guidance. And then we get into, okay, so if you're not doing something immediately, if you're like, say you keep moving it from list to list to list to list, do you even want to do it? Is it a should? Like I will come clean. I've been moving, call the dentist, make a dentist appointment from list to list to list to list. And I'm okay with that because am I really excited to go to the dentist? Oh, absolutely. Positively not. So I'm going to keep moving it from list to list to list to list until I get that inspiration to just like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that right now. Cause that's when I know it will be the perfect time. 
And I have no idea where that inspiration is going to come from. It could be somebody else mentioning something about the dentist and me being like, oh yeah, I'll call the dentist. Instead of like somebody else mentioning something about the dentist. And I'm like, oh yes, I got to call and make an appointment. You hear the energetic difference there? Me being like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Versus like, oh yeah, I know I got to do that. So yeah, if it's taking you a while to do something, first of all, honor your own design. You're, it's very possible if you have an open ego center, your motivation comes in waves. And that is a beautiful thing because there is a gift in every part of that wave. If you are super motivated right now to bake and not motivated at all to write your novel, then it's baking season. The novel writing inspiration and motivation will come back at the perfect time. That's what this is all about. We are all tapped in to divine timing. We just have a trust problem. So trust like a mofo. Start with trusting yourself. Trust your divine guidance. Trust other people. Trust the universe. And know that trusting is a practice. It's not just a switch where like, boom, okay, I trust. We have been trained so well not to trust. We have been trained so well to micromanage the universe, to micromanage ourselves, to micromanage other people. And none of that is our business. Trusting is our business. And I think of it as the hardest class in our school. It's, I don't think this one ends. I'm pretty sure we keep practicing trust forever and ever and ever. So bringing it back, closing this out with procrastination, please don't beat yourself up if you're procrastinating something. Instead, ask yourself, do I even want to do this? Do, does this feel, does this light me up? Does this bring me joy? Does this inspire me? Why do I want to do this? What is making me want to do this? If it's a should, know that yes, again, the laundry it might be a should. You might hate doing laundry and yet you're really excited for clean clothes. And so you do it. And that's why, again, we have the balance in this life. We have the ability to should ourselves into doing things if and when it's necessary. And we also have the ability to follow divine inspiration and to trust that it will come through at the perfect time. Because right now you might be like, but Kelsey, I'm not inspired to do the thing. So if I'd wait until I'm inspired, I'm never going to do the thing. How true is that really? First of all, do you want to do that thing? Second of all, you know what? We can't see inspiration coming. I talked about how I saw the need, that's in quotes, for the hydration pack before it was actually the right time for it. But that wasn't feeling inspiration coming. I had no idea that an email was just going to drop in my inbox. It was going to be like, here you go, Kelsey. This is exactly, we made this for you. And this is what you need right now. I didn't see that coming. We never see it coming. It's just not there one minute. And the next minute it's there. Everything changes in an instant and everything changes for the better in an instant. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know how this lands for you. What comes up for you? What are you struggling with? Please reach out to me through my website, kelseyabbott.com.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did and you know other people who would enjoy it, please share it. And if you're inspired to do so, please head over to Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and give the Find Your Awesome podcast a five-star rating and a glowing review. And if you want to learn more about me and or work with me, come on over to KelseyAvitt.com. And if you're not on my newsletter list yet, get your booty on there. We have so much fun. That's it for me today. I love you so much. You are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome.